Those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's 8 o'clock. We're, we're actually going to hold. I'm just letting you guys know on the radio because the radio listening audience, man, we need to let them know. I can't just let them listen to dumb commercials for the first 10 minutes and be like, yeah, listen to Pamtastic's. It is. It's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Just chill the fuck out. Hang out. Keep listening to Floating Goat. We're going to bring you the past performers of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017. Yay! Because if you're a comedian and you're listening to this, I'm, I don't think comedians are the ones that subscribe to this podcast, but I, I wish they did. And if you are a comedian, please apply now. Wow. Uh, until November 30th for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018, the third annual brought to us this year by Spark. <laughs> brought to you by Weed. It's just so funny because when I was little, when I was little, that's like 10 years ago, right? When I was in my 30s and I moved to San Francisco, my parents were like, you're working for these weed people? You're going to get arrested. You're going to get in so much trouble. They're after you. They're looking at you. And I'm like, this is the only thing making me money. And now it's legal. And I'm like, ah, ah see, the stigma is weird. It's just so funny to me because they were baby boomers and they grew up in the late 60s. And it was like, I thought that y'all smoked pot. I just... I guess they just smoked the crappy kind, Mecky Schwag or something. It just wasn't enough fun in the 60s. I'm, I, oh, Jesus, you better work. He's uh, working in the back. He's doing, he's marking in the dance, in the dance world. When you, when you do this, that's a double turn. This is not good for radio, but this <laughs> is a double turn. Turn, turn. You see, it's, you hit your hands. You can do like, you do like this with your hands, like pot of beret, and you'd like, so I just did a little, I just marked a little dance. Um, I don't. I don't actually want to be doing comedy right now. I want to give it a break because I want the throngs of people to arrive for this amazing show that's about to happen. So please enjoy the dulcet tones of Floating Goat uh, while we break and uh, wait and hang out, and then we're gonna have a good time with all these amazing comedians tonight. It's really, really a stellar lineup. So I'm glad you're all here. Yay! Yeah. 
Okay, music.
melting metal burning you. Ah, floating goat. Thank you, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. Actually, I, I should open uh, with one of his jokes. Drummer comedian Aaron Barrett is actually just drummer Aaron Barrett now. He quit comedy and he sold all of his jokes to me for a beer. <laughs> it was like the best moment of my life. I was like, I get George W. Bush. And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, that be, people talk about uh, about Dick, Dick Cheney. We like we used to call him a dictator, you know, is that only because he likes tater tots. You know? <laughs> Four twenty-five in the oven, twenty-five minutes, nice and crispy. You know, dictator. <laughs> me, me, and uh, my favorite time. My favorite time with my, the dictators. When we go to Camp David, and we'd be sleeping on their stars and our, our GI Joe sleeping bags, and uh, and we'd be saying our our, our good night prayers, and. And Dick could look up at the sky and he'd say, he'd say, God, I hope you let me live another day or I'm going to shoot you in the motherfucking face. <laughs> you know, that's how Dick Cheney rolls. That's how he calls the shots of God. That is Dick Cheney. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that. See, there's a Darren, Darren Barrett comedian joke. I just stole that. Yay! I stole it. Yay! Yeah, I bought it. I bought it for a beer. But there's so many more just... <sighs> yeah, it's it's a weird thing, like being a comedian. I steal people's jokes all the time accidentally, which is why people are like, oh, oh, did you see the new special of the Sarah Silverman? The new one? Everybody on the Netflix is this thing that you watching the thing on the net? And I'm like, no, I can't do it because suddenly I have a joke and I'm like, is it my joke? What am I? Where am I living? I have a tough enough time with reality, anyways. But if I throw in other people's like comedy, so that's why. I just hang out with loser comics because their premises suck anyways, right? It's like none of them are formed. I can steal those so easily. Oh, you're unformed shitty premise. Why do you think I run the joke workshop, you idiots? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I make up my own premises. Like this guy with the music. It's so funny because the music, the, the, the volume of the music is uh, inversely proportionate to the quality of the music. So if you're you know, you go down the street and you're like, you hear like Britney Spears really, and not that Britney Spears has bad quality music. I mean, the hook is usually works and, and I mean, I don't, I don't know. Hit me baby one more time. I don't know. It became the anthem of spanking, I guess, in like the Middle East. I don't know. <laughs> hit me baby. I don't know. How can you have a cheerleading skirt if you have a burqa on? You wear a cheerleading skirt under your burqa? Is that how that works? I guess they take off the burqa later. I don't know how sex works in other countries. I don't, I don't know how sex works in this country. All y'all tindering and swiping. I have, I, don't, I have a dumb phone, so I've never internet dated. I don't know who's internet dated. Back there. Yeah, trying them out, checking out the girls, swiping, doing bumbling, moving around, doing, I don't understand any, I've never internet dated. And people say, well, I have so much trouble dating because like, I'm trying to raise the bar. And then other people are like, oh, well, you need to lower the bar. And I'm like, meet at the fucking bar, you idiots. Fucking go to the bar and meet people. What are you doing? Let's meet online and find out if we're compatible. Like, what do you... I love Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Who am I compatible with? Like, I know. You don't just break that out. That's what people used to say to me in college. They're like, Pam, you can't be so honest about like your feelings and shit. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm just talking about Magic the Gathering. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I loved, 
I loved magic because it was the first time in my life uh, where feminine feminism became real for me because I would hang out with dudes like late night with alcohol and everything. But I was treated as an equal because I was a player, you know, and we were playing a game and there was like no, it was the first time where I was like, oh my God, is this what it feels like to me? Is this what feminism feels like? <laughs> this is crazy. Like I'm being taken seriously. <laughs> this is crazy. Just because I know, you know, Sarah Angel flying full forward, cause her to tap. They're like, okay, she's okay. Like you learn like the guy lingo or something. It's the same, I guess it's the same way as if you have like a fantasy football team. You can be like an equal or why does it have to do with games and sports? I don't know. Dating's a sport. I don't date. I've never dated. I have, a, I have I'm a serial monogamist. I have a great... I'm a terrible girlfriend. Uh, my boyfriend was really great this week. He gave me wonderful birthday gifts and it was incredibly sweet and I just felt like he's so romantic. Um, he gave me a $50 gift card for Rubio's Fish Tacos. <laughs> and I was like, that is the most romantic gift in the whole fucking world. <laughs> like, he listens to me, you know? I love fish tacos. I fucking love fish tacos. Baja fish tacos are a thing. If anybody's in San Diego listening, I know. If, if El Zarape still has 99 cent fish tacos, they're like right past Hillcrest. Oh my God, they're so gay. It's the best. I just love food. Oh, I'll plug this. Listen on my new podcast on Wednesdays at three o'clock. It's called You Put Your Weed In There. And I interview chefs every week. And then we talk about food. And then we talk about how you put your weed in there. <laughs> so just pot food, because I love pot food. Do you love pot food? That's how you guys get paid tonight, is in pot food. I hope that's okay. <laughs> so, there's no money here. There's just marijuana that we can't make any money off of. It's so weird being a socialist. Like, how do you, how did Stalin do it? I need to get slaves, I think. Or <laughs> I think that's the way you make things work. Uh, people, when people work for free, isn't that how you make money? Isn't that how economics work? Is that what volunteers are? I, I'm, I have to apologize, you guys. I haven't cleaned the bathroom in two weeks. <laughs> Sorry. It's, not, it's only funny to me because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pee in there. <laughs> I'd rather go in the street at this point. I don't even know who's been in here today. <laughs> pubic hairs I hate whew. my mother when I was young she told me once she was like the worst thing about living with roommates is finding their pubic hair on the soap and she told this to me when I was like seven or something and I didn't even know what pubic hair was and so I've kind of been afraid of ha hair anyway <laughs> there's it's, it's in there I wonder we could test all the different hair in there and who it belongs to. That'd be fun. I need a fifth grader right now so that we can do a science project. One in the motherfucking science fair. How much chlamydia is in that bathroom? Oh, dear. Does that does that exist? Hey, we have an audience member. Yeah. I was just talking about the potential chlamydia in the bathroom. Sorry about that. Yeah, it might or might not be there. Either way, either way, I'm going to abduct a, a fifth grader so I can win the fucking science fair. We can work together on this project. Uh, I was thinking about it. I, 
I, I've never won the science fair and I always wanted to win and I have some really great ideas but I'm never going to have children so it's the only reason why I would steal someone else's but only like for three weeks or whatever and they're going to be so happy because they're going to get a blue ribbon at the end they're going to win uh, but I have great science fair ideas like um, I want to take a child on the buses and find out which muni bus is the most disgusting like is that Gatorade or urine like on the What's on the 22? Uh, which is the mo- which bus is the most disgusting? Is it is it the nine? You know the nine L. No cans, no cans. There's no cans, so I don't know. It's cleaner maybe. I don't know. With the 27, it's for the 19 Polk. That's wow. That's that's some hepatitis. I or is it on the poles? Like I need litmus paper and like swabs and a fifth grader. We're gonna win. I have another idea that's a little less savory, but still really important to my life. Um, I'm an alcoholic and I throw up in the morning a lot, uh, usually after I drink cold water. So I wake up in the morning and I stumble to the refrigerator and I drink way too much cold water. Now, the question I have is how many calories am I burning being an alcoholic? Because when I vomit that water up, if it started at 36 degrees, and now it's 57 degrees. I've actually, with my own body, brought up nine ounces of water this many degrees. So I probably burn about 120 calories. I mean, I need a child. We can make graphs. We can, I mean, it's gross because like I have to like vomit in a cup. I'm not sure if I have to wake them up and be like, take the temperature. If I'm supposed to take the temperature and then I write it down and then they're the one that makes the graph. I'm not sure how we're gonna win the science fair. And I don't know how appropriate it is but I want to know how many calories I burn when I vomit in the morning. Just curious. Trying to keep that water down until I drink the drip drop, everyone. Pro tip, drip drop is adult Pedialyte from Walgreens. Cheaper, powder form, tasty, survival. (laughs) Like this is tasty survival, drip drop. This is a free ad for Walgreens right there. Yeah, uh, my third uh, idea is uh, more of, um, is, it deals with more like food science, right? Um, if, if, if I force myself to lactate, can I make uh, TH cheese, right? Because I eat so much weed that if I force myself to lactate, and I'm drinking too, so we could flavor it with like whiskey or whatever. It could be like whiskey like OG or whatever, but I, I force myself to lactate and then I make cheese out of it with a child. We can save the vegans. I, th- I think, <laughs> like, is this, I feel like vegans will breast milk feed their children. So if no women were harmed in the extraction of this breast milk, why can't we save the vegans? Right? Like, and, and win the fucking science fair. That's really what it's about. It's me and a small child winning. Winning! Well, you guys have all won tonight because you are here with a fantastic lineup. Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. We sing a little song to get it started. If you know, you can sing along at certain parts. Did you just put eyelashes on? Oh, no. Did you? They're gorgeous. Oh, my God. I love you so much. Oh. You're like a unicorn. You're like a sparkle. You're sparkle magic everywhere you go. You're just fucking Jesus. You better work is on the bill tonight, you guys. So like fucking clap for sparkle magic. I never doubt your serious commitment to sparkle motion. Yes, sparkle motion. 
Uh, here's a song. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <coughs> we gotta use vaporizers, you guys. We gotta get on the vape train. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Hooray! Well, I am super excited for your lineup. I actually didn't write it down, so like we can Rosham as a group or whatever. Uh, it looks like Colin has a burrito, has pupusas, wonderful pupusas from next door. He's tucking in too, so he's not going first. Looks like Journey Roberts is outside and Zach Wiseman's playing music for homeless people around the corner. So it looks like our first comedian, oh, there he is. Oh, no, he's drinking coconut water. He's not here. He's hiding. It looks like our first comedian of the night. He's hilarious. He was a great part of uh, the 2017 com- uh, comedy festival. He hosted the My Favorite Drug, which was funny because I, I think he's like totally straight edge or something. <laughs> so it was like, what did I? <laughs> but he's hilarious. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Kevin Wong. That was my favorite show. I did not do any drugs, and I had to host it. So give it up for Pam if you guys could. It's her birthday. She had a birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. This is, this is fun. I like it. Thank you for making it. We, we are here. How are you? Doing pretty good? We're sitting next to Derek. Derek is also known as Skinny Thor. That is who Derek is. We got Colin Holtz. Holt, Colin Holtz has got such Eddie Vedder hair. I, when did this happen? Such Eddie Vedder. I have no idea. Um, are you guys, how are you guys doing with the smoke, with the, uh, the air quality? You guys doing okay with it? Yeah, yeah, you're okay. It's, it's getting weird. It's a little thick. It's a little thick. I'm outside all day. So my customers go, Hey, shouldn't your, shouldn't your work give you one of those masks? And I was like, even if they did and I did wear it, I'd look more authentically foreign, right? Like I just, maybe I get, I'll get elderly, you know, Asian couples just coming up to me and just asking me for directions. I, I can't do this. I just can't. I'm out, in, uh, I'm out in Hayward. I'm out in Hayward. I yelped it. Two stars. I thought, eh, generous, very generous. It's a lot like rent control, though. You know, like in the city, it's like three grand studio apartment. Then you go two grand for Oakland and one bedroom. Then Hayward's just like, name your price. When can you move in? When can you move in? So that's where I'm at now. It's October. You know... Halloween, Halloween's a lot like the soft opening for the holiday season. If you could deal with needy assholes for a night, you could deal with your family for the next two months. That's, it's getting weird. It's just a lot of, it's October, two more, it's what, two and a half more months and then the year's over, so. I know, it's fast. Uh, yeah, to me, October is white girls' months. It's white girls' months when they can just like dress up and decorate and just drink their pumpkin spice lattes. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what I'm going to wear for. I have no idea. Yeah, you do. Yeah, every every girl knows what they're going to be for Halloween. I, for me, I'm I'm excited about the Halloween costumes for for like the kids. The kids they have these more authentic superhero one with the fake muscles and like it's only half a mask now. It's only half a mask. Like I'm old school. When I had I had like the the plastic with no body shape like Gumby, and then I had the full mask like that. Two holes like one to breathe, two to suffocate. That's what I had back then. I, uh, I'm not big into tattoos. I'm not big into random, like, weird tattoos. Like, they just pull it out of a trapper keeper and want, I want that one. I'm not into that type of stuff. Not into it. It's a little weird for me. Why? Because you have to definitely explain what you get. You know, it's like, they go, oh, look, it's a moose. It's a moose. Do you see it? Do you see it? 
They go, ah, it was cheap. That's why I got another one. You have to defend and explain what you get. Location says a lot. Like when I see a tattoo on the neck, that tells me she can call me bitch. She can call me. Tattoo on the face. This one's a thinker. Tramp stamp, two drink minimum. That's what I get out of it. So I was on, I was on the, uh, the subway, and I saw this guy with a tattoo on his forearm. It said, what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. It said stranger on there. I was like, oh, how are you going to explain that you can't read? Like, reading is not a strength, you know? Why get a tattoo that requires reading? You know, even if he did sit down on the tattoo chair and the guy lined it up, I'm pretty sure he would go, you know, I watched enough Wheel of Fortune to tell you something doesn't look right. You might have to buy a vowel to replace that vowel. Or, you know what, maybe he did get bit by a radioactive spider and something stranger did happen. It just didn't kill him. It was on his forearm, so it's a big conversational area, right? But I could tell that he was a thinker with a two-drink minimum. So, <laughs> went out to New York. New York, that's the city that never sleeps. Found out why, because it's always under construction. Always under construction. I flew United. You know what we call an agent that flies United? Brave. Brave and cheap. Like, Dr. David Dan did not sacrifice his four front teeth and have a concussion. He did it so we could all fly, not just be a meme on Facebook. You know, that's... That, yeah, he's, he refused to go up his seat. He's kind of like the Rosa Parks and the bus in the sky. That's kind of... It was awkward. It was awkward at first. But, you know, Rihanna did get back with Chris Brown, right? Jamal Lewis's wife does use the elevator with Jamal Lewis. So it's a little bit... Yeah. City that never sleeps. Yeah, I... Uh, did Airbnb, did that, Air, did anybody ever do Airbnb? It's a lot like paying to house sit for a stranger. That's kind of what it feels like. So I did that. You know, there's a promo code. You can get 100 bucks off if you use this promo code. Bedbugs. Just bedbugs. You get 200 off you combo it with haunted. You know, it's haunted bedbugs. You get 200 bucks off. That was easy for, for me. Yeah, so I get this note on my door. It says, just to let you know what the downstairs neighbor's been kind of loud if you could. At 2.30 in the morning, just kind of keep it down, keep it down. So I wrote a note, left it on their door. It says, if I can't sleep, you can't sleep. Soon you never sleeps. That's what I got out there. <laughs> yeah. There's sounds in New York. I was there for a week. This is why I found out, like, the horn, it, it, it's almost like a gas pedal. Like, you need to use this to just go a little bit further. You know, it's almost like it's interconnected. Figured out the sounds, like when you get one tap, a little, little, eh, little bit of that, that's just, hey, move it. That's a, hey, move it. Get a double tap, eh, eh, that's, what did I say? What did I say? When they lay it on there, it's almost like, ah. That's, sound your mom for me. That's, that's what I get out of that. Random, I don't know, it's just a little bit weird. I, uh, do you guys see that there's Starbucks? Starbucks is not serving beer. Do you guys see that? Starbucks is now serving beer. It's called an IPA cloud. It was, it's called an IPA cloud. I was there last Friday. And I had to go check it out. It's just coffee, beer, coffee, beer. It's like Starbucks just wants to own my bladder. That's all they want to do. Just coffee, beer, coffee, beer. Free Wi-Fi. That's what they have out there. So I go out there and I go, hey, can I get an IPA cloud to go? They go, no, no, no. You have to drink it here. I go, why? You want to get my swerve on? They go, no, no, no. We just want to witness what loneliness looks like. <laughs> Getting drunk at a Starbucks on a Friday night by yourself. It's not even the loneliest. It's like the fourth. Like one is Facebooking. Two is online dating. Three, eh, perving over Asian women. Four is getting drunk at a Starbucks by yourself. <laughs> I did the fifth loneliest thing, which is go sober up at Taco Bell. Taco Bell loosely translates to table for one. 
Real loneliness is when you get mad at the guy in front of you for not knowing the Taco Bell menu. That's real loneliness. This is what I found out. People that eat at, at Taco Bell eat at McDonald's. Last time I, I was at McDonald's, there was this old cranky grandfather. He was in line and he goes, hey, give me a senior coffee. I want to name your cheapest hamburger. So the cashier tells him. He repeats himself and she repeats herself. Then he goes, do you speak English? It's like, oh, this is going down. I, I just stepped back because I'm a scared little bitch. I let this happen. This is what she said. She goes, actually, sir, I speak three languages. English happens to be one of them. Like, ah, oh, good for you. Good for you. You stood up for yourself. She stood up for herself. I thought, I was like, what's he going to say to me? Like, she looks more American than I do. And then I was like, wait a moment. I'm more American. Because I know the name of the cheapest hamburger at McDonald's, which is hamburger, right? I knew that. You get $2 for two, two cheeseburgers. I know that. And I thought, I was like, no, no, he's more American. He's more American because... He just walked into an establishment that sold over 8 billion hamburgers and made us all feel like immigrants. And I thought, I was like, no, 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 I'm more American because I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just went home and I blogged about it. So <laughs> that is why I'm more American. Yeah, you know, I get weird. I get weird when I see proud Americans with red hats and like khaki pants, like eagle shirts. When they use the word rally, like, what do you mean by rally? What kind of rally are you talking about? Talking about a two-out rally or a Jew-out rally? I'm just get a little bit weird by that. I just, do I get a tiki torch too? Or am I the, po or am I the, 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 uh, the pig that you're trying to roast? I don't, I get weird. I get weird. I get more weird when I see them, like, fly the USA flag in a non-Olympic year. Well, actually, like, I'll count the stars on the flag to make sure Hawaii and Alaska is counted for. That's... But you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay with the Confederate flag. I'm okay with it. This is why. Because when I see a, ha when I see a house with the Confederate flag, to me, that's a house full of assholes. I know that. I can avoid that. I don't need to ask any questions. I know that. Like, we don't see who we should not, who, who we should avoid. We don't know. Like, we don't, you don't see guys walking around with Ed Hardy t-shirts anymore. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird. I'm a, uh, I'm first generation. I'm first generation. That means I look like this, I sound like this, and I shop at Banana Republic. That's what it means. I have to deal with amazing, this, these are the, the ignorant things I have to deal with. I always have to hear stuff like, where are you from? I go, San Francisco. And they go, where are you really from? I go, Kaiser? Is that? <laughs> I'm out in Kaiser and Geary. Other one is like... Uh, yeah, you know, Asians are bad drivers. That's another one that's annoying. To a point where when I roll up on an accent, I always look to make sure that they're not Asian. And if they are, I just go, yay. I call up my friends. <laughs> just drive slow. Just if you could, just drive slow. I had a Jehovah's Witness. They came up to my door. Came up to my door and they, they, they said, we're not here to sell you anything. We're just here to defend our religion. Wasted 15 minutes of my time. 15 minutes. I wish I had the balls to say this. How about this? You give me your address. I show up at your door randomly. I go, I'm not here to sell anything. I'm just here to tell you jokes <laughs> or tips. Do that. You see uh, footballs here. Any, any Niner fans? Are you a football fan? No? Welcome. Sorry. Uh, Colin Kaepernick in 2016, he was, on, he was taking a knee in 2016 and 2017. He's on both knees now, just begging for a job. It's a little sad, yeah. Niner fans. Niner fans, it's a lot. I'm a Niner fan. It's a lot like being proud of a piece of shit car that does not run, you know? 
That's what it feels like. It, it was something flashy back in the 80s, something like an IROC Z, you know, the Thunderbird. I don't know. It's just something like that. But now it's just there's just no resale value. Like not even if you were to put Burt Reynolds in the passenger seat, there's no resale value to it. You see that the NFL owners, they voted 33 to 1 to gentrify Oakland. Yeah, let's just move the Raiders out into the desert. See the Raider fans? The Raider fans are like, no, no, like, don't be that Raider fan. It's like, come back, come back, come back, come back. I'll change. Stay, stay, I'll change. Don't be that lousy boyfriend. Because you won't. You won't. You're Raider fans. For 18 years, 18 years, Raiders were like, I'm leaving you. You don't treat me right. I'm leaving you. And for 18 years, Raider fans were like, bitch, please. You ain't going nowhere. You got nowhere to go. And now she's gone. The Raiders are moving out to Las Vegas. So I'm in a clean break because they'll be out there. It's only two more years in Oakland. So that means that, that all the TVs, they're going to tell, tell you what they're going to do to your girl out in Vegas. You're not going to take that tarp off. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little rant. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm getting old. 39. 39. Well, you don't have to clap for that. This, this, is the, this is the way I look. This is the way I look. This is why I believe Asians are a lot like Muppets. You know, we may look funny, but we don't age. Yeah, I'm call my grandmother Scooter, not because she scoots on a little walker, but because she has a green bomber jacket and has yarn for hair. So, yep, that's Scooter. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been blessed. 39 years on my birthday, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened to me. I'm, well, what I meant by this is like, you look at things that happen, like 9-11, like big catastrophes. That's all I wish for on my birthdays. I don't want a national catastrophe. Every year, I send Betty White a thank you card. <laughs> You know, it's just, yes, it's one of those things. I'm not big into nicknames either. I don't like nicknames. I have a coworker. He goes, his name is George. His name is George. He goes, call me Big Dog. Big Dog. Call me Big Dog. He's like, no, that's something I have to give to you. You don't call yourself. Don't make me call you Big Dog. Even on his ringtone, it's like, who let the dogs out? Me. Me. <laughs> you know. All right, that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep the show going. Yay. I think you have to make up your own nickname. I think you're the only one that can do it. Uh, I chose to make small children call me Nanny Pammy. (laughs) I told a parent once, I was like, I was out, we were all, it was funny because the parents and I were out at a party on ecstasy. And I looked at them and I was like, I know, because we, we, like, all the people I, all the people I work for, they're cool. (laughs) I met him at Burning Man, you know, that's like why I'm the best nanny. Anyway, so we're hanging out and I'm like, Everyone needs to call me Nanny Pammy. <laughs> and they were like, and she looked at me, she was like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> and then she just started. <laughs> you just tell the four-year-old, and then they just, that's how it works. You can tell a four-year-old anything, and you're like, this is real. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I convinced the three-year-old that um, Costco was Disneyland because of the churros. <laughs> <laughs> They both have churros, and they. But Disneyland doesn't hand you free food, so I think Costco might be better. I don't know. I don't know. Small children have no. They have no idea. They're like, look at all the rides. It's like it's a shopping basket. Good. No, that was a forklift, and we're not supposed to be using that. Uh oh, someone's in trouble. Your next comedian. Where's your dog? Where's Moose? In the car? Oh my goodness. In the out in in the in, it's, you left him to a homeless man on the corner, 
to yeah he's gonna be okay is everything okay you're just pointing at the sky that's good sure great your next comedian I had the privilege of hanging out with her I, I just last night or the night before I can't remember I've been drunk lately it was great though and I've been enjoying yay no it was two nights ago and the dog almost ripped you off stage. It was so funny because I was listening to her jokes and I was laughing, but then her dog like wrapped his leash around her leg and I was like, if he bolted, she'd like break her ankle. <laughs> and I was like completely like just staring at your leg. But he's a sweet dog. He looks like a dingo though. Anyways, your next comedian, you're gonna love her. Put your hands together for Journey Roberts, yay! <laughs> My dog's a piece of shit, he's in van jail. <laughs> my dog dragged vegetable oil and a gallon of water into my bed, ate them both, and oh. then, and then oh. naturally the way you would if you ate two cups of oil, um, so fuck that guy. So I'm, that's why I'm ducking out to run to the laundromat before it closes so I can maybe sleep tonight, oh. which would be, <laughs> fuck my dog, that's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, my dog's a piece of shit, just like me though. We match. It's the I'm a van girl, so you gotta have a piece of shit dog. You can't have a good. I've been taking him to obedience classes, but this is not comedy. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't comedy. I haven't been on stage. How's everyone doing tonight? Are you having? Oh, well, hello, Mutiny Radio. So good to be here tonight. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Uh, so uh, I'm a mean piece of shit. Anyone else? Thank you. Yeah, where's my pieces of shit at? Uh, I hurt people's feelings. I'm getting good at it. <laughs> getting real good, uh, and I'm enjoying myself. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know, my favorite look in the world is a look when uh, someone who's been treating you like shit is shocked when you throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes me happier. Family members are the best ones. I don't <laughs> fuck fuck friends and family and all of you. No offense. I'm sure you're lovely. I just don't. Uh, I think I think niceness is killing the world. I think uh, I think you look at all these pieces of shit who are in the news and someone's been paid to be nice to them their whole lives and they'll do it. Uh, that's where we're all going wrong, guys. Uh, someone is polite. Someone's been polite. Someone's been wiping Donald Trump's ass for 60, 70 years, and he, he gets, he just keeps walking around. Uh, that's on you. That's on you, poor people. That's on you. For being polite to people, you should stop it. Like, no one, so you know when Hitler was 16, he was walking around cocktail parties making dumb fucking comments, and no one told him to shut the fuck up. Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nice to me. I'm a cunt. I don't know. I, I It's hard to tell. Like, maybe I'm just growing as a person. I don't give a shit what people think about me. Or maybe I'm a cunt. Like, it could, it could break either way. But uh, I'm a homeless person living in a van bothering you on stage. So I think we have, I think we have our answer. Uh, that's a downgrade. I was in a bus. I'm moving down in the world. I thought, thought I had it made. I had a school bus. I had it all. Could have had it all. It's all gone. Now I'm in a van. Getting, getting used to the van, though. I'm getting way too comfy in that van. I'm actually lucky I have a piece of shit puppy because I'm so worried like I'm losing my sense of smell, but he reminds me that I'm still there. <laughs> so it's like, right? Bonus points. Like, that's what he's there for, to remind me I still have a nose. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. If I smell awful, I will probably not. Maybe not. I don't know. 
like maybe certain like certain smells just uh will get like filtered out of your nose eventually you know what i mean like they'll just stop <laughs> they'll just stop and i don't know living in a van so if you all want to come up and sniff me later and tell me whether or not how big a piece of shit i am i'll be mighty grateful <laughs> folks i'll be much obliged because <laughs> uh, I think I am a real dirtbag. Like, I realized, like, only recently, like, no one plans on being a loser. Like, no, it doesn't... <laughs> like, no, no one goes... No one at six is looking at pieces of shit going, yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. Like, no one just happens to people. It might be a... Uh, who knows? Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> like, I, I have to... I'm so, like, I'm... It's, it, it makes the laughs gratifying on a different level, though. Like, because if, if I quit at this point, it's just, like, there's nothing there. <laughs> There's just nothing there. So like you either have to, like it's fight or flight. Like you get your laughs or you kill yourself. Like there's no, there's no, I know there's other people in this room who feel the same way. Maybe not. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, that's not even my, that's not even my bag. I don't know why I'm talking about suicide. It's not me. That ain't me. Uh, I am a scumbag. I will be here. I will be, I'm gonna be so happy during the apocalypse watching the San Franciscans who have spent all this time developing their palate. <laughs> They're gonna be so fucking miserable. And I'ma be just happy as fuck eating my fucking gruel and my victory gin. I'ma be so I'ma be so good. I'ma be so good. Cause I am I'm like I'm I'm wearing a regular socks. You know what I mean? Like I'm chill. Uh, I'm gonna just sit around and survive uh, and fuck the resi. Oh, those people who've been uh with the little the spouts for the coffee with the perfection and the the 1200 count sheet count can you imagine what the how miserable those people how fucking ungodly horrendous no one's gonna like those people i mean we don't like them now but no one's gonna like those people when everything's falling apart all the people you see with masks on those are traitors those are bad people those are gonna be the first people onto the spaceships to mars those are gonna be those are gonna be the people who are leaving earth first so if you see one go ahead and smack them because they don't love you they don't respect you. They're not real people. Those are zombies. Feel free to knock that mask off their smug fucking bitch faces. <clears throat> so I hate everybody. No, I don't. I just hate, like, anytime you get money and people, like, I moved, I was, I was in Denver, which is cool, and then I moved to Marin County. Have you, do you know Marin County? It's like, it's like this, but more money. Like, it's weird. It's the same, it's the same. It's like the peninsula thing. It's San Francisco without the mission. It's just like worse. And I, oh my God, there's some very nice rich people and I've met them, but it doesn't absolve. I still, I still eat the rich. That's all, eat the rich. Uh, but I don't know. Just me, that's cool. That's totally cool. Totally cool. Uh, so I'm a mean, I'm a mean piece of shit. I'm, I'm just figuring out how fragile dudes are. That's fun. Fucking dudes. Anyone else fuck dudes? C couple of us, maybe. Uh, men are incredibly fragile. Uh, if you don't believe me, walk up to one of them and tell them he's an okay human being and just watch the fucking flash of panic and horror on his stupid face. No, I don't know. Do I believe you? They're idiots. That's all. Uh, with love. With love, fellas, always. With love. Ah, uh, but fuck dudes, figuring them out. Uh, maybe too many of them out. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, dudes don't have these problems because you you guys don't like get laid, right? Like that's not a thing. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a thing for you. I'm having I'm having a real empathy for the right. I'm figuring out like I'm looking at the men's rights dudes and I'm I'm figuring out the empathy 
for these guys. Like I would be insecure too for those guys. <laughs> I would probably I would probably want to murder chicks. Also, I get it. Um, <laughs> I would probably hate women uh, if I if I weren't one. I mean, I have a vagina, so I get laid like nonstop, like all the time. Like it's just it just came with the package. Like I don't know what to say to you. It's rough out there if you have balls. Apparently, I don't really know, but that's my understanding. Is uh, it's tough for dudes. Uh, and all I can say is be a gentleman and jerk off in the shower. Uh, I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. But I, I am having empathy for the right. It's weird when I find myself like defending Ann Coulter in my brain. Do you ever have those days? Do you ever those those like that's really fucked up? Like I owe Sarah Palin an apology. Apparently, uh, the media was fake the whole fucking time. I found out I was a misogynist during the Bernie Sanders campaign. I didn't know. I didn't know. You learn new things about yourself. Apparently, I hate women. <laughs> I hate them. Their tits and their hair, they're the fucking worst. The worst! <laughs> Who can stand them with their little heels clicking around, trying to be people? Um, fuck those bitches. I hate women. <laughs> I don't know. I get it. I'm getting it. But uh, Ann Coulter said uh, she would sooner blame the hurricane on one thing than on global warming. I think she said gay people. She's like, I'd sooner blame it on gay people. This is, this is, which is a, like, a, it's a, fa she wasn't saying that she believes, like she's, and I, she's the worst, she is the devil, she's just not that dumb. Like she's not dumb enough, I don't think, to think gay people cause the hurricane. She might be, there's a lot of people on the right who are that dumb, I don't think that's what she was saying. I think she was saying that global warming is bullshit, which is also dumb, so I'm, I'm negating my own point in this joke. I understand that, I'm just saying, this is how you get people running around telling people Voltaire was a Christian, which is. Dumb fucking, dumb fucking people. That's all. Um, but I have no love for anyone, as we've established. All of you can burn. I don't know. Like, Americans just got bored with democracy at a certain point. Like, they just stopped. They stopped being exciting for you guys. Like, I don't feel bad for anyone. Like, you guys watched 2000 happen. Like, you just watched, you know, Bush v. Gore, and you got popcorn, and, <laughs> and then you... I'm still trying to get a handle on 2006. That's all I'm saying. Time stopped for me with the internet. I have no idea what's going on. But I don't feel sorry for Americans anymore. That's all. I just don't. You guys don't care about democracy. You don't want it. Nah. I have angry birds. I'm good. <laughs> I'll play games and drink things and buy stupid shit from people in Dolores Park for ridiculous sums of money. I'm going to start. I am actually, you know what? I have a joke. I have a joke about how I'm going to start selling uh, artisanal toast to the dumb bitches in Dolores Park. Just get it. Just get a cast iron and pay, you know, charge them three bucks for cinnamon. And my, my guarantee will be that I will, I will charge them personally more for fucking artisanal toast than anyone else. That will be my That'll be my gimmick to this stupid fucking city is that I personally, like, I will, no one will beat my prices. I will raise them. I will happily charge you $40 for Nutella <laughs> and cinnamon on toast out of a cast iron dump. But I'm actually going to start selling shit in Dolores Park. So this is where the whole thing falls apart is I'm actually going to, because fuck them. <laughs> I'm actually going to do it <laughs> because fuck these people. Uh, again, with love, with nothing but love, San Francisco, I adore you. Thank you so much for all the money. Uh, I assemble... Uh, I assemble like cardboard furniture for a living. It's, uh, it's just like one step up from cardboard. It's like a particle board, but it, it will not last you more than a move. 
So you're paying me to make 3D sculptures that will not last you one fucking move. Uh, I mean, I understand if it's like your first place and you need the Ikea furniture, like I get that. But once you hire me to assemble it, you're a cunt. Like I, cause you could have almost had furniture. Like if you'd, if you'd saved up your pocket money one more week, furniture. And instead you're paying me. Thanks again for the money, San Francisco. And again with love, uh, just that you're dumb cunts. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am a piece of shit. I think we've established. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay in the van. Like I'm used to the van. Is that a light? That's a light. Cool. I got to go get laundry so I can sleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, cause my dog matches me and my van. I miss my school bus. I went and bought a, a miniature school bus cause I had to own this fucking school bus. That's how sad. I'm not jokes. I just want you to feel sorry for me for a while. That I had a school bus to live in, and I was so, so good. It was so fucking good. Having a pillow fight in a tank to drive around in was fucking amazing. And now I'm just another homeless person. So, fuck you, San Francisco. Thank you so much for your time. Distance shaking hands, and she did a curtsy. That's cute. Actually, uh, I live on Geary Street, and there's a there's a place a couple doors down called the Scullery, and they have seven dollar avocado toast. Fuck you, right? This is real, and people are constantly eating there, and it's avocado on toast. You can like go to the store next door and buy a loaf of bread and an avocado. For like five fifty, why are you spending seven dollars? And it's four dollars for a coffee, so it's eleven dollars for a coffee and a piece of toast with avocado on it. And on Geary, I live in the Tenderloin for Christ's sake. <laughs> and fucking Saigon sandwich is still two seventy five, three seventy five. Oh, yeah, right. Keep it real, ladies. Yeah, keep it going. Your next comedian just ate pupusas, and he's excited. <laughs> to mosey on up and make you laugh. He hosts a great show every Wednesday at the Eagle SF. Put your hands together for Colin Holt.
Yeah! <laughs> yeah! All right, yeah! 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 <laughs> oh, boy, what a roller coaster. All right. <laughs> My name's Colin. Hello? Did we we all just go through one or two minutes of yeah? I don't know. Uh, all right. I've uh, been dating a lot recently, everybody. Yeah, thank you. I'm having a good time. I dated this girl for a little while. First date we went on. Sex. Hell yeah. That is rad. Second date. Cuddling and making out. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. All right. Third date, though, is just a kiss at the door. <laughs> Our relationship is Benjamin Buttoning. All right. When I gave her a kiss at the door, a homeless man walked by, and he was like, Yeah! That's what I like to see. <laughs> you two go have sex for me. I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. I can tip this guy a dollar, dude. Yeah. We did not have sex that night, though, because she's at a point where she wants to make kids, and I just want to practice. It does not work out. Uh, I, I don't think that I would make a good... I'm not looking to become a parent anytime soon, but I don't... I really don't think that I would make a good parent... Because I asked myself seriously the other night if I wanted to have children, and my answer was, eh, I don't care. <laughs> and I feel like that's one of the major life decisions that you should care about, like a lot. And I didn't care. I, I can tell you this, though. If I uh, ever have children, they will definitely not call their parents mommy and daddy. I think that is one of the most disgusting things parents convince their children to do. I don't know why I don't like it so much, but boy, there's nothing more embarrassing than have a, having a child who's in their mid-20s calling you mommy or daddy. That's... They, like anybody who goes past the point of child well into adulthood using the term mommy or daddy is really cringeworthy. Like outside of the bedroom with their sexual partner, anyone who goes past the childhood age using the term mommy or daddy is very, very unnerving. I I have a friend. He's not a friend. I hate him. I don't like him at all. Uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to him. I look You know what? Wow. I'm this is like the, some petty shit I'm going to admit to, but I definitely look at his Facebook every now and then and I'm like I'm really glad I don't know you anymore. And <laughs> like I'm I'm sorry. Oh, but he had a kid when he was like 
Listen, when I left at 19, he was still calling his parents mommy and daddy, and then he had children. And I was like, ugh. This is not good. For you or for your children. (laughs) Okay. Why? Why is it not good? Because I remember... Uh, things like, at that time, you were still not brushing your teeth every night. Uh, that's, that's why that's scary. You're an adult taking care of tiny people now. All right. Well, that was real. (laughs) Uh... Hey! <laughs> yes, Tony Sparks, everybody! Oh my God, I love this man. Oh. <laughs> oh, hell yes, we got the feeling good vibes, Tony Sparks, going right now. Oh, thanks. It's an airplane seat belt for radio listeners. That's a very important detail. I promise it will be a callback later in the set. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> dating. I was dating. Yeah, dating a lot recently. Told you about that lady. Uh, I I would love... I, like, I love the idea of um, a man who is a detective but still, like, believes things from childhood, like girls don't fart. And, and then he gets married, right? He gets married, and they have a dog, and then every time there's a fart, his wife just blames it on the dog, right? She's like, oh. And he's like, fucking, this dog just farts all the time, but she loves it so much, I guess I gotta keep it. I gotta solve this case anyway. Who fucking murdered who on goddamn mission in 16th? Let's figure it out. And then one day, one day, she blames the fart on the dog. And he's like, our dog's been dead for 10 years. (laughs) And he finally figures it out. He's like, how many farts did that dog take the blame for? No, that's not it. He wouldn't figure that out. He would just be like, oh my God. Uh, All this time she's been blaming the farts on the dog and I guess I was never able to feel my own farts. Right? That's what he would think. (laughs) (laughs) Because he still thinks that women don't fart. <laughs> so the logical conclusion is that he just can't feel his own farts come out his butthole. <laughs> okay. That was a long way to go for something stupid. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for going there with me. Uh, listen back to that later and just be like, wow, you wasted two and a half minutes. Talking about a detective who 
couldn't solve the mystery of his own farts. Where are they coming from? Oh, God damn it. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I... <laughs> Uh, oh my God. Oh yeah, I, uh, I've i been getting hit on by a lot of cougars recently. Yeah, I like that. It's fun, it's cool, it's weird. It's strange because there's only a short time in life where you can say that you get hit on by cougars, right? Because as you get older, they just become women. And uh, the thing is, is that I am... Uh, you know, approaching a point where if I want to have sex with a cougar, she needs to be at least double my age. And that is very soon going to be a woman who's older than my mother, which I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I don't, I'm not sure. But the age at which you can say you have sex with a cougar definitely increases as you, like at 50, you have to have sex with a hundred year old. And that, that just sounds like caretaking, really. No. Oh, wow. That was a weird place to take that. To think about the implications of what I was saying at all. Oh, fucking advocating some weird elderly abuse. Oh, gross. All right. Okay. Well, you know... Let's just pretend that whole part didn't happen just now. <laughs> this is a this set is a disaster. I'm so glad you guys are still listening. <laughs> uh, I haven't done any drugs. I've just you know been drinking coffee. <laughs> uh, just looking at this no stop Trump Pence fascist regime sign in the back. And I don't really, you know what, Trump is on the news all the time, and I, I feel like I hardly know anything about him. How is that possible? <laughs> uh, I, I think he wants to have sex with his daughter, that's for sure. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I want to have sex with his daughter, so... <laughs> I... <laughs> If I want to have sex with his daughter, I think it's safe to assume that he wants to have sex with his daughter. Because I think he just wants to have sex with anything anybody else wants to have sex with. Like. Nope, I'm making a lot of really bold and unfounded statements right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome, welcome everybody. Wandering travelers. Uh, here's a quote that I really like to, uh, you know, remember. Uh, giving inaccurate or unethical advice is not a crime. 
just remember that you're allowed to give unethical or inaccurate advice and you can get away with it uh it's welcome welcome to america i fucking it's so beautiful okay uh here's a dumb joke i uh don't know if it's a joke all right uh does this make okay i know my eyes are pretty because they don't do any work for me you, they're like the the only two employees that I have, but I can't fire them. And they're gorgeous. <laughs> they're like the pretty girls that don't do any work and get away with it because they know they're pretty. You know? That, huh. <laughs> so I had to, I had to get glasses. Uh, focus, focus. All right. Focus, ladies. Come on. All right. At least they're not lazy. Huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, they just don't work well. That's the same thing. Ah, oh, shut up. All right, well, you know, this didn't uh, end the way any of us wanted it to, but... Uh, I had a good time, and, uh, you know, if you had a good time, let me know. You know, just just let me know you had a good time if you did. All right. Colin Holtz, he's a genius. We know that because he's wearing glasses. He, could, he dresses up his eyes so pretty. He makes them just gorgeous with that lovely dress. Uh, speaking of lovely dresses... Do you, you, do you want to rush him? It's either you or Zach. Is Zach still inside? Where is, oh, Zach's outside. Will you, will you, are you ready? You, mm, you, uh, you look so amazing. I can't wait to see what the sparkles of the world do. Uh, the, the, the sparkles on him with the sparkles up here. Uh, I am so excited for your next entertainer. He's not just a comedian. He is he is sparkle magic. He is sparkle motion. You guys, put your hands together for Jesus. You better work. I know you smoke that shit. It makes you rich. I hear you lie Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin. Oh, yay. Oh, dear. Have some candy. Hello, everyone. Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm listeners. You don't want some candy? Oh, I wasn't offering the Reese's as candy. <laughs> but it is a buttercup. <laughs> you provide the chocolate. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, oh, dear. Well, where do I even start with it? It's so great to be here. Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin. Always doing such a fabulous job of hosting here at Mutiny Radio. Where should I put this candy? Oh, here. Why don't you take one and pass it around, Mr. Tony Sparks, Godfather of Bay Area Comedy. Oh, yes, of course. You know, we're going through so many disasters of all types here in our nation. More locally, unfortunately, we're dealing with, you know, North Bay Area fires, which, of course, has affected negatively our 
air quality. So I'm seeing all these people, you know, with the masks on, and you know, in an attempt also to, you know, preserve my health and so forth. I went up to a lady uh, while I was waiting for the Muni and asked her. Um, this just goes to show how good my luck is. Excuse me, man, where did you get the mask? I don't know where to find one. And she answered, I, I don't have a mask on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I got on the 14 and just ran over here to Muni Radio. Oh, well, for those of you that I have not had the pleasure of, uh, of, of knowing, my name is Jesus, you better work. You know, you don't want to just take candy from a stranger. Although, I've, in my experiences, stranger, uh, candy from a stranger is perhaps the most delicious candy that I've ever um, swallowed. But, you know, uh, let's just get the obvious about me out of the way, you know, in case it wasn't obvious enough. Uh, you're seeing how I'm dressed and hearing how I sound for your Mutiny Radio.fm listeners and uh, witnessing my mannerisms and the lashes might give you a clue or two. Uh, but yes, I am a uh, fierce, proud Latino. That's right, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Just thought I would clarify. But of course, in addition to being Latino, there's the other obvious factor about myself that I am also Latina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And in both cases, I take the whole enchilada. <laughs> Think that deserves a swallow. Oh dear, it's your color. <laughs> oh, that's him. <laughs> Uncut version. No, but of course, you know, I'm a little nervous. I haven't been on the microphone in a while. Um, so, uh, but you know, fortunately, I have been on something that looks strikingly similar to this microphone, so I'm less <laughs> nervous consequently. And it was black too. <laughs> but yes, I am a proud member of the one and only LGBTQ, element of PQRSTUV community. Pick a letter and take a seat, we'll be with you shortly. But you know, even I, the rainbow community is such a diverse one. You know, um, uh, when I partake in rainbow community events, you know, even I learn new things. I learned, for instance, when I did my very first comedy set at a drag queen show, that at a drag queen show, the dressing room is also referred to as the Tucker Room. Mm-hmm. I mean, mutinyradio.fm listeners and people here live in the studio, I have not been inside of a room with that many hidden penises since my mother barged into my bedroom at my old boy quinceanera slumber party. <laughs> it was quite the fiesta. <laughs> and on a side note, that is how it's pronounced. It's fiesta, not fiesta, fiesta. You know, if I go to dinner uh, alone and I'll check in with the host or the hostess and they'll ask, oh, hi, is it a party of one? I'll be like, actually, it's a fiesta <laughs> of one. <laughs> but, you know, um, at a drag queen show, if you haven't been to a drag queen show, you should know the etiquette. You know, uh, you always have to perform the drag queen performers. Always tip them. Otherwise, they'll untuck a tip of their own and hit you with it. You've been warned. <laughs> You know, and it's okay while they're performing to roll up the dollar bills and throw it at them. It's totally okay. Uh, however, uh, and I was actually very flattered when I was performing at the Drag Queen show and the audience was throwing dollar bills at me, you know, scrunched up. But I found out later that it was actually their way of communicating that they actually hated my comedy because they actually put rocks inside of those dollar bills and threw them at me. It really hurt. God, I have to quench up in here in the Mission District. Mm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> oh, my hair, fresh squeezed. <laughs> oh, you know, this, this straw is so special to me. It was a gift from my mother uh, when I was a child. <laughs> it was the only way she can get me to drink my orange juice. <laughs> a lot of vitamin C since then. 
FYI, it also makes a great seat cushion. You want to try? <laughs> and thank you so much to the two gentlemen that are helping us out in the uh, Mutiny Radio booth here. Thank you so, so much. There's Jonathan, of course, who I love. And then these two gentlemen that are giving me, you know, San Francisco pre-post gentrification realness. I don't know which one to choose. He's a ginger. I want to I wanna grate my carrots. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, dear, where do I go from here? I have mercy. You know, a friend of mine, she has such luck. I always like to, you know, for my, with gifts, include just a dollar lottery scratcher. And she, oh, I kid you not, literally every time I give her one, she always wins something. A free ticket, $5, $10. So when I saw that she was winning every single, you know, dollar scratcher, her scratching has such luck, you know, I went up to her and asked, I'm like, will you scratch my ass, please? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> And when she did, actually, with a friend, she actually did it, and she got her first losing ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so delicious. Let me just take my time, my basil, and my cumin up in here. Well, switching Richard gears just a little bit. Um, I also do some acting here in the Bay Area. Yay, yay. Oh, oh I knew you noticed me. Notable roles do include uh, Brand Ambassador uh, number three for the Safeway Industrial uh, Just For You app when it was first coming out. That was me. <laughs> I was on the iPad. And uh, in my theater credits include uh, my breakthrough performance as Shark number six in City College of San Francisco's uh, production of West Side Story. God, thanks so much. But you know, actually a more, um, Really notable role is the feature-length film titled East Side Sushi, which was filmed in Oakland and based in Oakland. Has anybody seen it? You don't have to be honest. Oh, thank you, Mike, so much. I'll get another straw just for you for that. Thanks. But, you know, um, East Side Sushi was definitely a labor of love. You know, very low-budget film, definitely a labor of love. Why are you throwing at him? You don't want that peanut butter cup? Oh, my God. You ain't seen flaming. Yeah, I see that little lightning thing on your titty. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you know, it was such, East Side Sushi was such a labor of love that, you know, when um, the makeup artist, right before I was shooting my scene, was putting up just some basic foundation on me, um, right after the director ye uh, yelled action, and then she ran to her mark because she was also the lead actress. <laughs> That's how much of a labor of love it was. But you know, I was cast as none other than Kitchen Hand Victor with six legitimate scripted lines, and they were both with the lead uh, ac actors. Uh, one of the actors, you might know her, her name is Diana Elizabeth Torres, who is uh, perhaps better known as the teenage Salma Hayek in the Got Milk commercials, Mutiny Radio. Three lines with her. And uh, in her acting career, she was also booked as the uh, new face of uh, always feminine hygiene products for the Latino market. Three lines with her. And the other actor is a Japanese actor now in Hollywood by the name of Yutaka Takuchi. That's right, you better get it. <laughs> and here are my bragging rights. He is perhaps most notably known in, his, in the film The Last Samurai alongside Tom Cruise in his breakthrough role as beheaded Japanese civilian. Three lines with him. <laughs> Check it out, please. God, I wish those were jokes. Oh, dear. I'm just going to put this down here because I'm going to get ready for my uh, little dance. You know what I'm saying? I got to really shake it for daddy and grandpa. <laughs> it's really scarce. But, you know, when a friend of mine, when I told him about my acting credits, you know, he looked at me, a so-called friend of mine, because he said, oh, Jesus, let's get real. You won't be winning an Oscar anytime soon. You know, and he is so wrong, Mutiny Radio, because if he really knew me, he would know that I, Jesus, you better work, have won many Oscars in my life thus far. That's right. Well, there was Oscar De La Hoya, who got it like my name was Goya. 
There was Oscar the Grouch when I was living on Sesame Street before I got gentrified and had to move my little sequin hiney out. And my favorite Oscar of all time, Mr. Oscar Meyer Wiener. And the Oscar goes to Jesus, you better work. <laughs> I would just like to thank all my swallowers. <laughs> well, I think I am just gonna um, get over here. You know, I, was, I normally don't divulge uh, personal information about my love life, and that's mainly due to the fact that there isn't one. But, uh, you know, recently I got with a guy, I don't know if this ever happened to you, Pam, but um, thank you so much, Pam, uh, who resulted having a little bit of a crooked one down there in between his legs. His name, was, his name is Jay. I'm not going to give his last name, not just yet. Uh, but, you know, if, I, initially when I pulled down his pants and I saw he had a curved one, I uh, thought that he, was, uh, he had a hidden talent was just trying to impress me by forming the letter J. <laughs> Good Lord. But then when I found out that it was a serious thing, you know, I'm always one that keeps a positive attitude. And, you know, we got through it. It was all good. It was a great, great time. It didn't matter that, you know, as a result, I um, was cross-eyed for about a week because I was, you know, being respectful and looking at his member in the eye. And did you know that it's anatomically possible to end up with two Adam's apples, beautiful people? Have mercy. <laughs> it was quite the experience, but you know, I gotta say, it was uh, also quite the learning curve. But uh, <laughs> now I just wanna, uh, this is the month of October, you know, Halloween, gay Christmas. I uh, just wanna perform via dance just a, a little experience that I had when I got dropped off in the you Better Work Forest. It was quite an experience. I'm so glad I got to live and perform it for you all here tonight at Muni Radio in the Mission District. Will you help me out here, Mr. Tony Sparks? Thank you so much.
This has been an absolute delight. Please do stay tuned for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming to you right here in the Mission District. Thank you so, so much, Pat. Keep it going for Jesus, you better work. Comedy, sexual innuendo, dancing. What doesn't he do? Yeah! Your next comedian is not as sparkly. <laughs> it's yes. It's, he's my favorite dirtbag in the whole world. You guys are going to love him or despise him. Uh, it's okay because he despises himself. You guys put your hands together. He's hilarious. It's Zach Wiseman. Uh, she is correct. I am a fucking piece of shit. I really am. Don't let this Armani jacket I found on the ground fool you. I am fucking trash. I am. I will, uh, I will smoke cigarette butts I find on the ground. I do not give a fuck. Other people seem to care greatly, though. They'll be like, Zach, that's disgusting. Zach, there's, there's probably human urine on that cigarette. Oh. And then I'll be like, I'll go like, uh, you, my poison is dirty. Oh. The fuck is wrong with you? I'm fucking lighting toxic chemicals on fire and just inhaling the fumes. You think I would fuck about germs? Get the fuck out of here, you asshole. That'd be like if I was going to shoot myself, right? But then I drop my shotgun in the mud and I'm like... I'm not putting that in my mouth. No siree. Live another day. It's disgusting. I think there should be a national suicide day. Not like an anti, like a very pro-suicide holiday. You know, just one day a year where they lift all like legal ramifications. You know, they, they teach people the difference in methods. You know, like the difference in knots. Shit like they proofread suicide notes for you, you know. Just just su suicide services, you know? Teach you how to keep your brother from getting all your shit, you know? <laughs> and I think more than encouraging people to kill themselves, it would just make people hang out with their depressed friends, you know? They'd be like, oh, it's, it's uh, National Suicide Day. Uh, didn't Tom's wife of 37 years just divorce him? Yeah, maybe we should go hang out with Tom, you know? And they go hang out with Tom, do all the things Tom wants to do, go to the fucking park, you know? Give fucking waffle cones or whatever the fuck Tom likes. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, Tom still wants to kill himself. Fucking do it, Tom. That was the most joy you're going to get out of this world. You still want to end it? Fucking do it. You're done. And if nobody comes to visit you when you're sad on National Suicide Day, yeah, absolutely kill yourself. 100%. Nobody cares. It's all downhill from here, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I figured out uh, how to get a free coffin, guys. Did I pique your interests? Oh, I got jumped. Okay, here's what you do. Uh, you go into a mortuary or like anywhere they sell coffins, you know? So, like I hear Costco sells coffins. So, you go into a Costco, right? And whatever you value in a coffin... 
look for that in your coffin. You're about to steal this thing, you know? So it's like the, the nice linens or like the airtight ones that turn into a bomb. That's pretty cool, you know? So find your coffin, the one that's right for you, uh, and then get inside of it and shoot yourself. That's your coffin. 100%. That's yours. They might remove the body, but that is your fucking coffin. You know what I mean? <sighs> the most miserable I ever am in my entire life is when I, against my better judgment, convince myself that I deserve to be happy. Because that does not make you happy. You are just sad and then frustrated. You're like, no, but I deserve it. I should be happy, though. Why am I not happy? <laughs> so then you're just super depressed with this entitlement thing that's just eating away your brain. It's no good, you know? Just fucking... Look, all I'm saying is uh, don't set unreal expectations for yourself. <laughs> So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? No, nothing? Were you guys going to live your whole lives like fucking cowards? <laughs> just front to back every goddamn minute? God, like if you were in the hospital and a doctor came in, he's like, uh, sir, you have uh, five minutes left to live. And you're like, I want a second opinion. And another doctor comes in. He's like, yeah, he's right. You have five minutes. Totally right. And the third doctor comes in just for redundancy. And he's like, these doctors are both correct. You have five minutes left to live. Uh, there's a bomb in your chest. And there's a clock. It says five minutes, you know. <laughs> and then a bomb defusal expert comes in. He's like, yeah, that's a bomb for sure. And it does say five minutes. And you're like, I want a second opinion. And a second bomb defusal expert. He's like, yeah, that's a bomb in your chest. says five minutes. And a third bomb defusal expert comes in just for redundancy. And he's like, yes, sir, you are for sure going to die in five minutes. That's a bomb in your chest. Uh, you're just going to lay there and blow up in the hospital? Or are you going to lay there for four minutes and 55 seconds and jump out the fucking window? You know what I mean? <laughs> just saying, have fun. <laughs> I think a great way to kill yourself would be to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. You know what I mean? Everybody jumps off. From peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. You know? Also, I'd like to add, you die every time from that. There's no fucking book about people jumping onto asphalt, you know? I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to hang yourself uh, underwater, you know, because at least one of those things is unnecessary. <laughs> if, you're, if you're tying rocks to your ankles, throw a noose on the pier as well. Confuse the shit out of them. Solve that one, monk. <laughs> I think another great way to kill yourself, I don't think about this ever. I think another <laughs> great way to kill yourself uh, would be to cut your wrists on a roller coaster, you know? Nice and deep, down the street, not across the road. A real fucking sprayer, you know? Uh, just for that picture at the end, you know? <laughs> hey, you want to buy this? It's, uh, it's only $5. We can email you. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're just making memories. That's, that's all I'm saying, you know? Happy 15th, Tommy! Hey, look, we won't be able to get you a car next year, but it'll be a better birthday. I can guarantee you that now. 100% better birthday.
Look, I'd never kill myself, guys. All right. Jokes. I'll probably kill myself. But for this next joke, I would never do it. <laughs> what I will do, though, is I'll keep writing the suicide notes, you know, and I'll just carry them around with me. That way, if I die in some fantastical manner, this confuses shit. Like, if I got hit by a meteorite and then they found a suicide note, they'd be like, oh, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, oh this guy's head's fucking exploded. Jesus. I you fucking home. To who I make that? How the fuck did he do that? That is goddamn amazing. Well, obviously, this isn't a cry for help gone awry. He was in control of the cosmos. Knew exactly what he was doing. I was doing a bunch of suicide jokes one night at the bar, doing like, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes of just suicide jokes, you know? <laughs> and then at some point, this lady from the back of the room, real manic, she goes, uh, change the subject! Just like... <laughs> and I was just like, no, nah, fucking never. What are these suicide jokes making you uncomfortable? When do you think I write them? Do you think I'm on a blimp eating caviar? Like, hmm... I just thought of a new way to kill myself. It's a fucking coping mechanism. And look, nobody's... I'm not driving anybody to suicide with suicide jokes, you know? Like, nobody's putting off killing themselves because they don't find the humor, you know? Like, I just don't see how this is funny. Nobody, that's not a thing. And most likely, uh, she's just uncomfortable because someone she knows probably killed themselves, right? That's probably the thing. Uh, but maybe if she was more comfortable sitting in a room just listening to someone joke about suicide, moreover, uh, comfortable enough to where someone would talk to her about suicide, their friend wouldn't have killed themselves. You know? All I'm saying is don't be a fucking coward and make jokes about killing yourself. That's all. <laughs> Save a life, you fucking chumps. You ever think you put off killing yourself too long? <laughs> huh? You're like, fuck. Every day I'm alive, I just rope more people into my bullshit. Just make people invest uh, emotions into me so that when I eventually do kill myself, because that's going to fucking happen, I just make more people sad, and I should have thrown myself off that bridge when I was seven. You know? <laughs> that was the creepiest laugh I've ever heard in my life. Huh... Look, I realize I say a lot of fucked up shit, guys. I get it. I have these thoughts, you know? It's not like I sit down to write these things. They just jump in my head. Sometimes after sets, uh, people come up to me and be like, Jesus Christ, Zach, did your dad not hug you enough when you were a child? You know, and first of all, that's not your fucking line. Don't use hack lines on me, you son of a bitch. You heard that from your fucking uncle when you were five. Write your own shit. And second, maybe my dad didn't hug me enough, you know? But he fucked me all the time. So it's not like he wasn't there for me, you know? It's not like he's some absentee father, you know? What, Tommy beat you up? Come here, I'll fuck you for a while, kid. That's my impression of my dad. You know, I thought about becoming a pedophile. 
But then I realized, those kids have tiny dicks. And they don't even get hard. That's bullshit. I'm not waiting around for a seven-year-old to thumb his limp dick in my ass, you know what I mean? I got better things to do. Get your fucking gummy worm away from you, little fucking rug rat. (laughs) Call me when your dick gets hard, chump. (laughs) I did think uh, it would be funny to molest a kid and tell him it's because he's the ugly one. (laughs) He's be like, look, kid, the only reason I'm fucking you is because you're the ugliest kid. You're just, you're horrendous. This is basically a pity molesting, you know? Like, I'm only fucking you because for the rest of your life, probably nobody's going to fuck you. At least 30 years, you're going to have to get really talented, like really good at something in order to get... Like, if I was fucking kids uh, in order of attractiveness, I don't think I'd ever get to you, is what I'm saying. You know, just to never give him that, like, emotional out of, like, well, at least I was an attractive kid, you know? <laughs> you guys think I should do that? <laughs> well, I'm gonna! I'm not gonna molest kids, Jesus. No molester gets on stage and says, I'll, I'll do it! It's just bad form, you know? That's how you get caught. <laughs> not gonna catch me. I'm not going to do it, obviously. Jesus. Someone in here frames me for molesting kids. I'm going to molest your kid. That's, that's it. That's, you know, that's all I'm saying. So do you guys think when the aliens killed the dinosaurs, uh, they were like, uh, just, uh, just, just make it look like an accident. You think... All right, okay. Do you guys like animal impressions or what? Okay. I will do these animal impressions under the stipulation that if you think you know the animal, guess. You know, I mean, don't live your whole lives as fucking cowards. This is a pretty simple thing. If you think you know the animal, just say the name of the animal. It's pretty simple, all right? Can you... Okay, hold on. That's a wolf. It's a wolf. All right, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. It's a wolf. It's a different kind of wolf. Totally different wolves. Those wolves don't even know each other. Completely different wolves. All right, I'll do. I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Coyote. (laughs) Cousin of the wolf!
All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good night. Zach Wiseman, everyone, and his amazing animal impressions. Suicide jokes. We all feel better about our lives. Isn't that nice? Like, oh, suddenly I feel like I have purpose. <laughs> it feels so good. On the inside, you're an Alaska meeting. You're headliner of the night. You must clap amazingly. He's the San Francisco godfather of comedy. He's been running the amazing brainwash for like 18 years now. It's his birthday coming up soon, so clap for that too. He's amazing. Put your hands together right now. Tony Sparks! Keep applauding like I'm fucking famous, man. <clears throat> I got to be honest with you. I don't expect shit out of this tonight, Jack. Uh, you guys are... Oh, this has been so sad. Uh, <laughs> I expected a bigger turnout. Uh, but no, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for coming out. I don't know how you heard about the show, but uh, I apologize in advance. All right. Uh, there you go. That is beautiful. I like this. this. is almost like United Colors of Benetton right up front, baby. All right. There you go. You said that earlier, huh, Sugar? You Did you design this whole thing? All right. You got four dude shit you gonna come up this evening all right that is fucking beautiful all right how long you been knowing these cats a week there you go and you tricked them all into buying your shit didn't you huh that is fucking huh all right i have no idea what you said because i don't speak people doing well all right uh, <laughs> and i can tell that you're doing very very well i wish i looked like this brother right here you look like you got it together shit you look like every actor i met in the fucking 80s you understand wouldn't fucking speak to me uh <laughs> there you go and you just look confused you do brother you look like you don't know what the fuck is going on like you gotta ask him questions huh he and he tells you what to do huh there you go and i love your ears brother I, you can hear shit uh, down the block can't you brother there you go that is beautiful god love you god love you hey so when did you get this job uh in the back at fucking uh this is a this is a one-time gig i'm training to do my own podcast tony sparks ah there you go all right give it up for uh eminem point two uh, point uh that guy, you, that guy's going to do, I'm telling you, he is going to do great things co-opting black culture. He is, watch, one day, one day you're going to be very, very famous, all right? And is my man in the back making a puzzle right now? Is he in the back making a, are you making something? I know, yeah, see, there you go, okay, there you go. Take your medication, brother, take your medication. All right, all right. I, I really hate this fucking neighborhood. I'm sorry, Pam, I hate this neighborhood because uh, there's fucking raccoon gangs in this neighborhood all right yeah i fucking hate raccoons i hate a motherfucker every time i see a raccoon i spit to make the motherfucker mad because he ain't got no salivary glands you understand what i'm saying fuck you motherfucking raccoon fuck you and raccoons man that like i see him down the street fucking smoking crack and shit you know what i mean and because they can because they have an opposable thumb right that motherfucker be stealing my lighter and shit, you know what I mean? Oh, fuck it. Fuck you, raccoon, man. 
And you guys have got some pussy raccoons here, actually, because I'm from the South. I'm from the South. We got big fucking raccoons, man. We got fucking raccoons, man. I seen a fucking raccoon fucking choke out a turkey back in the South. <laughs> <laughs> but raccoons here, man. Them motherfuckers too busy fucking stealing your wallet. All right, they too goddamn busy. Hey, Jesus, man, I love what you do, brother. All right, they. Oh my god, give it up for Jesus. Shit, Jesus, I wish I could dance like that. But if you see a fat motherfucker dancing, somebody promise him some chicken. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like women don't fuck fat dudes unless they need a sandwich. You know what I mean? They like fuck the fat dude. Actually, I'm not fat. I'm just holding his belly for a friend. He on a date. Uh, <laughs> how long do I have to be up here? Anyway, because uh, <laughs> I am truly fucking worried. All right, there you go. And you guys been knowing each other for just one week, one whole week. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. How cute. That you had your boo-boo. And y'all didn't have shit to do on a Friday night, huh? There you go. This is an alcohol-free zone. Y'all need to be somewhere getting fucked up and trying to trying to get her shoes off. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I have no friends. Uh, I don't. I don't. So who am I to talk? If my friends came in here, they'd be like, we're Tony, we're Tony, you know. Motherfucker looking for crack and shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know those crackheads all have that same fucking voice? They do. Hey, man, give me a quarter, you know? Even the women, I'll be your girlfriend. You know, like, oh, hell no, you know? Like, even pigeons are fucking smoking crack in the tin lawn. They're like, whoo, whoo, I'll pick your dick for $10. There you go. Hey, Pam, you are doing a great job hosting this room. You are doing a fantastic job. You are. Give it up for. Yeah, you can give it up for Pam. She is very important to this community. Yeah, all right. But I, I got to tell you, I know you guys see me, you know, at the brainwash all the time, but I have to take other jobs. I host anything a garage sale, a cockfight, a fucking, fucking drive by. I don't give a fuck, boy. I, I host everything. I'm a fat motherfucker. As long as they got Twizzlers and sandwiches, I'm down for the cause, baby. I am down for the motherfucking cause. I used to have a lot of, uh, you know, living in Tenderloin. I used to have a, because, you know, I moved here. I thought life was going to be great for me. You know, being from the South, I thought life was going to be fucking fantastic. Fantastic, you know what I mean? Because you see all this great stuff. San Francisco is so open and so liberal. <laughs> That's bullshit. All right. Because down south, when they hate you, they tell you right to your face, "Hey, we don't like niggers in here. You need to get the fuck out of here." You know, here in San Francisco, it's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're closed." <laughs> all right. I knew y'all was gonna go Berkeley on me. All right. Uh, <laughs> So I, 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 consequently, I did not have very much. This dog is not enjoying the show. Uh, <laughs> I have not had much luck with with women when I moved here initially. Uh, I all the women I fuck with are just really hard, just criminal bitches, just like just hard. Like you could strike a match on the back of the bitch's neck hard. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, woman just so hard you hear her peeing like she can pee in chunks. You know. Uh, <laughs> You're like, are you shitting? No, I'm pissing daddy. Uh, 
and big motherfuckers. I used to, oh my Jesus Christ. If this is the deal, you guys really never see me with the women that I sleep with because it, they're hideous. Uh, <laughs> if you do, you would lose all respect for me. Uh, no, uh, back in the day, oh my God, I dated this one woman, just huge, just huge. I could take her panties and jump out of a plane, you know, like, oh. Oh, just a big old bitch. Like, she could run out of traffic and, like, you said you wanted to catch the bus. You know, like, fucking destroy the bus. The front, the fucking front axle and everything. I like that new look you're going with, brother. It looks like you're a fucking, like, used car salesman. You know, like, just really. <laughs> that shit is fucking beautiful. There you go. That was lovely. And so, this is like the 30 something versus the over 40. Oh, 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 shit. I thought maybe I was competing with some young motherfuckers, all right? Because if I'm competing with young motherfuckers, they're going to win, all right? Because when you get to be my age, you say, fuck it, all right? Uh, I don't know if you can tell. Black don't crack. I'm 86 years old, okay? I'm an old motherfucker, Jack. I'm still trying to fuck, though. I can tell you that right now. And I, you know, you earlier you were talking about, you know, uh, cougars and uh people you know when you get old you don't want to fuck trust me all right you are you even if you're in a nursing home you gonna want to get some pussy between that applesauce you know what i mean you gonna trust me you are gonna want to get that ass am i making you uncomfortable ma'am don't worry i do not like young women because you guys are evil and you have a period all right so Fuck young women. If you see me with a young woman, I'm giving the bitch directions. All right. Fuck yeah. I like them old. I like them old where the dreams are crushed and they're ready to work with me. You know what I mean? Because, you know, this is what happens when you get around 40, 45, then you realize, wait a minute, I done fucked up. I don't have a man. And uh, and you get you get your shit together. All right? Uh, so just remember that. Like, you playing these dudes right now when you get around 40. Oh, my God. All right. There you go. But you're doing the right thing. You got two white dudes. All right? Uh, and <laughs> trick them while you sleep with the black dude. Anyway, uh, <laughs> My second ex-wife was Asian, wasn't she? Well, she was Asian. Yeah, I think so. Um, she was. She took everything in a divorce. She, uh, in fact, I visit my nuts every Tuesday. Uh, she took everything, treacherous ass bitch. I don't want to talk about it too much because I know she's somewhere drinking a cup of goat's blood, a motherfucker. She always had these burnt marks on her lip because you know that's what happens when you suck the devil's dick. Uh, I shouldn't take this too much about the bitch because she might show up like Candyman. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got that reference. I knew you wouldn't. All right. Uh, <laughs> that is beautiful. Uh, youth. You know what? Utilize it while you can. All right. Okay. If you have access to pills and alcohol, do that shit right now. Yeah. All right. Tell a great story. See, brother man, no. He know. You look like you work out, pimp. Do you work out? Yeah. Uh, I can tell. I can tell you work out. I work out at Burger King, but uh, but I can tell you actually go to the gym and shit. When I go to the gym, I just sit on the equipment and look at women stretch. Uh, 
<laughs> it's always a great place to sleep, trust me, uh, when you get to around my age, the gym. All right. That is beautiful. All right. Do you work out, Miss Girl? Because you have really nice toned legs and shit. Look, yeah, it looks like you run and you squat a lot. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, hey, there you go. Do you play a sport? No sport? What about you, pimp status? No? All right. I don't. You guys look weak. I don't think you play. <laughs> If you if you play a sport, it's chess. Uh, what sport do you play, sir? Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> that is the whitest fucking shit. Ultimate fucking frisbee. Thank you, brother, so much for that. We need you doing that. All right, we do. <laughs> Keep doing that shit. All right. Wow. There you go. That gives the puppy something to do. Yet to boo boo. All right. All right. Uh, hey, let's try a little game. I want to see if it works. Uh, do me a favor. Say a word. Any word. Narwhal. narwhal. Oh, narwhal. Do you guys know what a narwhal is? Okay. You don't know what a narwhal. A narwhal is like. Uh, I, 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 the best way I can describe a narwhal is like uh, a uh, whale with a protruding horn, like a unicorn whale. All right. There you go. And don't trust whales. All right. Uh, because them, uh, especially a whale with a fucking horn. All right. Uh, because he will definitely fucking steal your pocket change. All right. Uh, <laughs> But narwhals are, are, are very, is, 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 is that because something is wrong with them? Is, are they like retarded or something that they have? <laughs> it's actually a long ass tooth. Oh, that is so fucked up. All right. Yeah, I'm glad you told me that. Because if you met a motherfucker with a tooth that came out of the top of his head, you'd be like, get that nigga some help. Uh, <laughs> That would be really fucked up if you had a long head too. You be talking to people like, yeah, I I studied very hard and I'm ready to be a doctor. You know, like, <laughs> oh, so good, your boo boo. I'm sorry. You know, that is so sad. All right, wow. All right, let's try another word. One more. Camel. Cantaloupe. Oh, I fucking love. I like the orange cantaloupe. But the green, what the fuck is wrong with the green shit? All right? What the fuck? It just tastes like, it should taste sort of the same. I'm from the South because they used to have uh, red, the red watermelon and they have yellow watermelon. Have you ever, you guys don't even know shit about that. Some of y'all. Yeah, yellow watermelon. It doesn't have any seeds. Have you noticed that? No seeds in the yellow watermelon. And it's pretty sweet, too. All right? So I'm thinking, but they taste the same. It tastes like fucking watermelon. Why does the fucking green watermelon, green fucking cantaloupe taste different? That's some bullshit. I don't get it. All right? I don't fucking understand. All right? And I hate the green. I really do. I hate the green. Even though that's supposed to be one of my colors. Uh... You know how they tell you, you know, you know, oh, this is your color. Your color is, you know, blue and gold and green. And oh, oh, I did that long already. What the fuck? All right. So here we go. I need to talk to you guys really quick before I get out of here. And this is the important thing. Uh, stand up comedy is very hard to do. And you can tell by watching me. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing, y'all. Whenever you see someone doing stand up comedy. All right. If somebody's up here trying to make you laugh. Their life is fucked up, okay? So please applaud for them really big because 
they might come after you, all right? Okay? They, there's, like you see them, they see you, okay? So please love them up. They're really fucked up. All these people in here are in pain, okay, and lonely. You think you're lonely? No. You have nice legs. You're never lonely, all right? You think you're lonely? Your body is really weak. Uh, and you're, you, 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 can, you can still make it because you're Caucasian, all right? <laughs> and ultimate Frisbee, keep on keeping pimp status. Keep on keeping it. Brother man, keep working out and read everything. Don't let these white people get over on you, okay? All right? Watch them really close because they're going to lie to you about everything. Uh, <laughs> At any rate, y'all, listen, I hope you enjoyed me. I hope I was fun. Uh, if I wasn't, I don't give a fuck. What am I going to do now? All right. I'm going to do this shit tomorrow night somewhere. All right. And, oh, and Pam, uh, we, we have, I have a, we, the community, I have a, we have a special gift for you uh, that's coming in your mail, but I need your uh, apartment number. All right. So we have something very special coming for you. Okay. All right. So just before I leave, give me your apartment number. All right. Okay. It's going to take a while. It's going to take about a, a week, maybe, maybe a week. All right. But we got you. Okay. We love you. And her birthday was on the 10th. The 10th. Am I right? Hey, listen, my birthday is coming up soon. When it comes, don't none of you motherfuckers talk to me. All right. Cause that would be a great gift. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking with y'all. Hey, listen, thank you so much. I really had a lot of fun doing this, and thank you for offering this up to me, Pam. Hey, y'all, be good to yourselves. Good night. Tony Sparks, everyone. Let him hear it. Yay. The amazing Tony Sparks. Well, this has been Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, all the all the visitors. Thanks so much, Max Eddie, for running the board. He's pretty much ready. David Zunzu, hanging out. All the performers you saw tonight. Uh, keep listening to Mutiny Radio. Thanks so much. I think somebody bumped it. It's happened before. He claimed he had a lot of cash on him. I didn't see it, but he mentioned it and what it was for. He never did pick up that ring. Well, having that kind of cash could get you a long way from here. It could also attract the sort of attention that could get you in trouble, even in the valley if you run across the wrong Joe. 
Who else knew about it? Maybe no one. I know Nina didn't. Could anyone have tailed you on the first service call on Saybrook? I didn't get that sense, nah. Someone could have seen Rothman come out alone, took the opportunity to jump him while he was at the back of your Jeep. Chad shook his head. No footprints. Pardon? In the snow. Only tracks were mine and his. The fresh set of his went off in the woods. He wasn't running when he left them. They are close together. Drag marks, too. Chad remembered how Danny seemed to have a cold, and said it was his sinuses. He imagined Danny shambling away from the jeep in a daze, ill and disoriented, and collapsing somewhere where his body would be found after the snow melted. Damn me for not following those tracks while they were still there. Paul seemed surprised by his observations, and added to his notes. So he entered the woods alone? Of his own volition? I don't know what else that would suggest. It don't suggest why he would. Is it cause he decided to hike into town and grab a cab out of town? Or is it cause he was out of it or distracted by something? We're talking to the cab companies as well as other friends in town who he might have gone to get a lift. We can't outrule him hitchhiking either. Yeah, 